Blog Talk Radio. Good morning again. Uh, today is the second of the postmortems I would like to do on the election of uh, 2016 and the uh, winning of uh, the presidency by Donald Trump. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about today and apply the principles of psychology. Let me, let me basically talk about what I think the principles of uh, psychotherapy are. And note, if I put the word psychotherapy up on my, uh, uh, on my note, uh, it has a parents around therapy, quotes, because this is not real therapy. We're not dealing with medical problems. I have done now hundreds of shows trying to help people understand that to be unhappy and confused and lost in life uh, is, is not a, an illness. Uh, it's based upon the decisions that people make, uh, based upon what they know and often what they don't know. Uh, it's based upon their emotions and the level of emotions. None of these things are in any direct way the result of illness. Uh, they can be the result of illness, but at the point at which somebody makes a decision, it's a psychological issue, a social issue. And ultimately, if we agree or disagree with the decision they make, that's an ethical and a moral judgment. But to make a judgment is not to help an understanding. And right now, we need understanding of what happened in this election, particularly those of us who are unhappy with it and believe that uh, something must be done to bring the country together and solve certain very important issues uh, that are not only not going away, but are getting worse by the hour. Uh, this whole red state, blue state nonsense that has taken on complete traction in the media. Uh, now, tomorrow or the next day I do a show, I'm going to talk about the tragedy of this uh, uh, online media or the 24-hour news cycles uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox News, uh, and the damage that's being done to all of us uh, by these, uh, the way in which the so-called news is being handled. When I sit down with a patient, and I use the word patient, I use the word client, I'm going to use the word client rather than patient, although uh, I got used to the habit of saying patient, but put that in quotes, because they're not a medical patient. It's somebody I'm trying to work with, somebody who's come to me, uh, and I work with in a non-coercive way only if they come voluntarily. And my job, as I understand it as over the years, is not to judge them, uh, even though I may in my heart feel I judge them, uh, what they've done to their children, what they've done to their life, uh, what I see as the mistakes they've made, but to help them understand. And before I can help them understand themselves to make different decisions, if they so wish, I have to understand them, and I have to understand myself, and the understanding of ourself and, and, the, and another person, so that that understanding prevents dehumanization and, uh, and demonization, the twin hobgoblins of human interaction, where they see me as better than them, and I see them as, as uh, something less than me. Uh, because I can't help anybody under those circumstances. In fact, all any human being can do is to damage 
those with whom they interact, whether it's their children, whether it's friends, whether it's members of their community, when we dehumanize and demonize, when we set ourselves up on a moral pedestal and uh, see others on a lower step or a lower rung of the moral hierarchy. Freud had a concept uh, that has changed its meaning over the years, but relates to this transference and countertransference. When the so-called patient sits down, uh, they don't know who the therapist is. He says they introduce themselves, and I introduce myself as Dr. Simon, and the word doctor already carries with it all manner of connotations. Uh, something is wrong with them because they are the patient, and something is right with me in, in, that I'm going to help them. And the issue of magic coming up, that I have some kind of magical cure. But almost immediately, it becomes a moral issue. I've, over the years, most of the people who sat down with me start off with uh, how miserable their life is. It, then the second step is, I'm a good person. And the third step is, not me, that they tell me that they're a good person. They're trying to accept some kind of moral high ground that they really don't believe about themselves. Their, their image is damaged. They feel like they're the other. They're inferior. They don't like themselves. They may hate themselves. Uh, anybody who's seriously depressed has a great deal of self-hatred. And so the individual uh, now starts to tell me about how they're a victim in most cases. And I agree they are a victim. The things that I have heard over the years that parents have said and done to their children, uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the distortions that have come about what they've been blamed for. If it wasn't for you, our marriage would have been good. Uh, all kinds of things like this that have to be reworked and understood because it's not true. Factually, it's not true. Uh, the child didn't ask to be born. The parents had the child. And the parents now are blaming or deflecting from themselves and their inability to stay in the marriage or work the marriage and turn it into something that maybe it once was, that it had love and it has fun and it had uh, humor. And it's now this uh, deadly struggle uh, for moral superiority and economic superiority and all of the things that happen uh, that are dehumanizing and demonizing when a marriage uh, comes undone. What the child doesn't understand are their own feelings, or the patient doesn't understand are their own feelings, and what they have now learned to do with the decisions they make that they have to take responsibility for if they understand them so that they can change the decisions they live with, change the story they live with change the way in which uh, they operate either in their mind as the victim or the hero or the loser or the winner. I am a person struggling in my life. These are the cards I now have to deal with. I have to deal the deck and I have to make the best hand I can because I don't see it any other way. And I have to be able to look at them as a struggling human being <clears throat> and nothing more they are not a good person or a bad person, a person who does things that I think are good, a person who does things that I think are bad and self-destructive, but they're a person, a human being. And in this way, we reduce the transference and the counter-transference. Now, what I learned in my many years of doing therapy, it not only comes from your parents and the marriage and the interaction, it comes from the culture too. 
we have a system in which in our society we call the poor, the working poor, the lower class, the middle class, the upper class. And with this comes all manner of hierarchical, moral, humanizing and dehumanizing judgments. It's always been there. Um, I've seen very wealthy people in my life who are really wonderful human beings whose money is simply a fact in their life, but not a fact in their notion of self-worth and moral superiority. And then I have seen individuals for whom the car they drive and the jewels they own and the house they live in is a mark of their moral superiority over others and a mark of their inferiority to those who have bigger jewels, a better car, and a bigger house. And this becomes destructive to them and everyone else. What happened in this election was a cultural transference and cultural post, uh, 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 counter-transference. What Trump did was tap into a very serious economic problem that nobody has been facing. In the light of what men and women are in a given social class, when people have a job, especially men, and now women, because uh, uh, the genie is out of the bottle, the self-worth of many people is the fact that they can work, earn a living, support themselves, support a family, uh, have some uh, <clears throat> air in their life, make choices that, that, that can bring pleasure, uh, music and dance, uh, go to an art show, have a vacation. All of these things make life feel better for people. To have a sense of economic security, that you can live in your house and not be thrown out by the bank, uh, is a very important aspect of what we could call mental health. What's been occurring is not only that foreign immigrants have come into the country who are doing jobs that, uh, for lower wages or that the jobs have been going overseas, which is a problem, and you can have children working for pennies an hour to produce products that we will buy that within our budgets uh, make our life better, but it prevents people who would normally then do those jobs, uh, earn a livable wage, and, and, and uh, get on with their lives. So a lot of jobs have been lost that way, and those are the jobs that Trump and the Republicans have focused on. What hasn't been focused on is the inevitability that jobs are going to be lost because of computer trips, chips. The computers are getting smarter and doing more and more of the jobs that human beings did or do. And this is relentless. And what happens is it <clears throat> brings the cost of production way, way down. More and more cheap products are now on the market for people to buy and enjoy, but there are fewer and fewer people who have the money to buy the products even at a cheaper level because people who are out of work, and I'm going to focus on men and women who are heads of families, uh, are the ones <coughs> who are the most uh, are affected by the inability to buy what is necessary, to pay the rent, and put food on the table and clothing on their children's backs. And this is increasing. The, the, the intellectual level of the machine, smart machines, 
A friend of mine picked me up, and we went to play golf the other day, and he has a very smart car. It's a Tesla. Uses no gas, very little cost to run it, and the damn thing is programmable to run itself. Program where you want to go, and it takes you there. Now, in my lifetime, I'll never take my hands off the wheel, no matter how the smart car is. I won't trust it. I can't give up that sense of control. But this car is here. In the next five or ten years, we're going to have trucks on the road that don't need drivers. The truck will pull up to an electric station. It'll be reprogrammed. A, A plug will be put in by somebody. The truck will then leave. You do not need to have a truck driver. You don't have to have the truck driver take eight hours off to sleep or an hour every several hours to rest it'll bring the cost of delivering goods and services from factory to market factory by the way uh, being a warehouse uh, filled with products uh, sold by Amazon and Google uh, that will be made by machines or largely made by machines the people who design the machines and program the machines will do well The people who make the smarter and smarter robots will do well. Everybody else, it's up for grabs. In the snottiness of the upper middle and upper class, if you say to your child, you're not getting a good education, we say you're going to end up as a truck driver. It is a term meant to be demeaning. Now, I don't know many truck drivers, uh, But I imagine a truck driver who earns a living may or may not feel demeaned if he earns a decent living. They're going to lose their jobs. When I was a child, a teenager, I worked for Balsam's uh, 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 printing shop. Uh, There were men, two or three men, who worked on linotype. They pressed keyboard and uh, pieces of type fell in place. Uh, they put these on a board. They came into a board. Uh, it was a, if not a technical job, it was semi-technical labor. They earned a good living. Uh, I put, um, made rubber stamps. I put the type by hand into a piece, a wedge, tightened it, uh, ran off a copy, edited it to see if there was no mistakes. It, off it went to a machine uh, that went uh, into a mold and made. That doesn't exist anymore. All of this can be done by one individual on a computer. We now have programs that do the editing. Well, they don't understand meaning very well, but they can do a lot of the spelling check. It can be done by and is done by a computer. You still need a person to look and see whether the the, the computer, which doesn't care much about the meaning of the words, picked the right word to change the spelling, but that's another story. Even that in a not-too-distant future, uh, from self-learning computers uh, will we'll, uh, put the, the, the editor largely out of work. And we're not dealing with this. <clears throat> and we're not dealing with the sequelae of this on an economic and psychological level. Both the Republicans and the Democrats have failed to address the large number of people in the Rust Belt, the people who most got excited by Trump, who tapped into their anxiety, who tapped directly into this. And I believe the election was over when Hillary Clinton used the word deplorables. 
it revealed an attitude that was there. It's an attitude that has grown up with the feminist movement that anybody who doesn't accept uh, the superiority of the woman and recognize her as an equal partner is inferior themselves. It comes out of all the years of women struggling to create their own self-esteem in a situation in which if they speak up to men or fight against the sexual advances of the boss, they become the deplorable. Trump, whether he's acting or not, and I have a feeling a lot of this was an act, knew exactly what to say. He knew how to behave like the guys who leave their job, working class guys, and go to the bar, have a few drinks, fool around with the cocktail waitresses, talk about getting laid, talk about women as sexual objects, fought, pick their nose. Guys who have, by dint of their culture, acted out a male role that they fit into, one that more educated people reject and see as inferior. They are not, and I struggle within myself, not seen as the equal of the college professor or the medical doctor. Doctor, help me. And the word doctor carries with it all manner of magical meaning. The doctor is only a human being who may know, hopefully, more than his patient. He is not, by dint of that, necessarily a morally superior being. He can pretend it, and the patient can pretend it. And these guys who have lost their jobs and have no future are psychologically dying. And nobody's addressing that, and Trump won't fix it. Because the jobs that are going to be lost, have been lost and lost to the smart machines, aren't coming back. I don't know the answer. I will explore what I think might be done if our culture starts looking at itself and the value of human beings and the value of education and what needs to be done uh, in the onslaught of this of this uh, machine, the rise of machines that in movies like The Terminator uh, and, and uh, iRobot uh, create a, a society of machines that come to consider themselves as morally superior to the human beings that made them and turn on human beings. Well, I think the machines are turning on them and we are not addressing the crisis that this has created. So we have a huge economic and social divide. And when I say we lost the election, we lost it with our arrogance, the Republicans have yet to feel the full effect of what they have uh, 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 achieved by a creating situation in which a Donald Trump becomes president of the United States. Because he doesn't give a shit about Republican principles he cares about the adoration and the power given to Donald Trump. So uh, this will continue. This is a long, long topic. Uh, I will hopefully be on the air again tomorrow morning. Eventually, when my house is restored to me, I will be on the air. Uh, I will move towards a later afternoon. Uh, I may even uh, pay some money to the station and do some evening programs 
but I consider this essential uh, and essential for my therapy and my sanity that I understand my role and the Democratic Party's role and what happened in this terrible debacle of an election in which the country I love uh, is coming apart. We have serious problems to solve and we have to solve them within ourselves and the transferential and counter-transferential aspects of those that we deal with. We are all human beings first. We're all citizens first. And we have to be able to deal with the fact of who people are at their educational and cultural level so that they can earn a living, maintain their dignity, and have a life of their choosing, especially if they choose to try and get their children an education so that they don't have to be, if necessary, a truck driver. Well, that's it for today. I have to go take a shower. I just came back from the gym, and I'm hoping to go to work. I have to call some people, and uh, good morning.